2: Welcome in. Happy Thursday. This is the happy hour. 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick
3: Sanerts Enrique Alvarez, Clary with you. Hello, Rico. Hello. How's the day, man? So far, so good. We had some pumpkin pie lattes from the mill. Yeah, I missed courtesy out on of those. Luke. Yeah, you did. I, I'm going to have
2: to take the, the jaunt northward to the mill
3: from where we're northward. at. Northward. It's North a very way. long jaunt. It is. It's about a whole whopping How many steps do you think 20 it is yard. from from the studio to the counter at the mill?
2: Um thirty.
3: That seems like a lot.
2: I feel like I'm gonna go
3: realistic. I'm gonna go under. Okay, we're gonna have
2: to cut we're gonna have to count them. Of course. Okay. And not
3: not extended steps, at not
2: tw- short twenty seven and a half.
3: Oh, that's a good, that's a
2: 27 good and a half over I think I under might, steps to the, I think middle. I might still go under to the counter Yeah, where you can set both hands on the counter, mm-hmm. not leaning, Yep, just, just comfortable. Okay. All right. There you go. 27 and a half. You're going to go under. I'm going to go under. Okay. I'm going to say right at 27 or 28. So nonetheless, uh, four zero two, four, six, four, five, six, eight, five, the Honda of Lincoln hotline and the starter Heyman text line are both open for you guys. The entire show today as well as the Starter Heyman Jewelers live video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Allo Channel 951. All here for you to uh, interact with the show. Had a good one yesterday. Uh, Charlie Cologne of Chick-fil-A joined us. To kick things off. And then Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska joined us in the second segment. There wasn't a whole lot of you and I talking.
3: Nope. But sometimes that's probably a good thing. Honestly, I think that people like that.
2: I, I, w- I would say so as well. Please, Please let, let us know. know.
3: Honda Lincoln Hotline, Sardar text side 402-464-5685. There Less go. or more, Rico and Nick.
2: So, w- once again, 464-5685. 4, 4, uh, unnamed Texter says, 40 steps for Rico, 25
3: for a normal size human. Joke's on you. I have... Decently long legs, not really. Um, Actually, yeah, no, I have I have decently long legs for how short I, I am. I'm more legs than torso. I, that is true. That, that's how I feel sometimes. Everything's just
2: squished. Mm-hmm. If I was about four inches taller, you know, I feel like everything. I wouldn't be looking so. Large. I also
3: wish I was four inches taller. Yeah, but I would be. You know, what? Five nine.
2: Yeah, you know the the current weight number I'm at isn't okay bad that. for a
3: guy that's six foot one. But here I am at five foot ten. I think technically, you know the BMI scales and everything. Technically, I think I'm obese. I, I think a lot of people are. Which BMI is ridiculous? <laughs> BMI is stupid. It's like, oh, you're six foot and 180 pounds, too fat. <laughs> yep, yep.
2: Stop eating so much. It's like, what? Uh, good afternoon, John and Cortland. Appreciate you, you tuning in. Have a good Have a good rest of your day as well, man. Um, we got a lot of get a lot of stuff to get to. Obviously, Husker football as we continue getting ready for Louisiana Tech, um, and then also NFL stuff because Minka Fitzpatrick spoke to the media for the first time since his hit on Nick Chubb. Minka Fitzpatrick actually uh, ended up going to the hospital. Not a lot. I don't. I didn't realize this until I was reading an article. He got the wind knocked out of him on that play that he hit Nick Chubb, mm-hmm. and then later in the game. He reaggravated it and got the wind knocked out of him again. So we went to the hospital. Didn't practice Wednesday, but then ended up being able to talk to the media earlier today. And he had some stuff uh, to say about uh, his hit on Nick Chubb, and, and I want to dive into that. I, I have the rules book for hits on a defenseless player um, pulled up. Just just the the rule of um, of hits in the NFL and what's allowed, what's legal, what's mm-hmm. you know constitutes a penalty, all that stuff. Uh, but, but once again, four zeros 5685 the Honda Lincoln hotline and the starter Heyman text line are both open for you guys. Before we dive too far into this, I want to talk pac 12 football now before people freak out and before, Pac-2. yeah, before people freak out, before you change the dial, don't do that. Don't turn off Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, or Aloe. Please listen to us. We have smart things to say. This is not a Colorado discussion, so do not worry. This is a Pac 12 conference discussion. Because think of it this way prior to this year, and even in years before 2023 in this season, the view of Pac 12 football was a little murky. Yeah. There wasn't a whole lot of respect. They've no. struggled to get teams into the playoff not because a Utah hasn't been good but because the strength of schedule has kind of been on the on the on the on the poor side of it but then also in the conference certainly hasn't helped a team like Utah a team like an Oregon um or even USC in some instances hasn't helped them out.
3: Yeah, the conference schedule has been kind of iffy just based on how strong the teams have looked from year from year to year you've got your stronger teams at the top like a USC and a Utah But, you know, UCLA's hit or miss. Oregon is always, you know, usually they're at the top, but they'll have like two or three losses for some reason throughout the year. Washington State and Oregon State, usually bottom feeders, pretty strong right now. Washington usually, like, you have teams that are usually kind of strong, but at the same time, they'll lose some ridiculous games. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, if you lose to them, it just takes you completely out of commission. Plus, you add in the strength of the SEC and the Big Ten and the fact that... A lot of the times, voters and eyes are on the East Coast. The West Coast kind of falls into the ether or whatever, and nobody's really watching it. So you you have your Pac-12 after dark, but considering that nobody's going to tune in to watch it when you're going towards the end of the season and you're voting, you're like, oh yeah, I guess they have some wins over these teams, but they're, they're not that good. Well, and
2: that's the thing is I think a lot of it in the past has been well, I'm not staying up till 9 p.m. to watch a game. or I'll watch the kickoff and I'll watch the first
3: quarter, but then once 10: 30 hits, I'm going to bed. Mm-hmm. right? You make all of your decisions based on the first quarter. and if there's you know not a lot of if you're mm-hmm. into points and there's not a lot of points, you turn it off. If you're into defense and there's a lot of points, you turn it off. So w- once again, the, the pac
2: 12, four, five, I believe they have six teams in the top, excuse me, seven, eight teams in the top 25.
3: Wow. The Pac-12 does. Ooh, can I guess them? I mean, they they're, they're going to be the usual suspects. Easy. Yep. Is there is there one that's not? I mean, Oregon State and Washington State are in there.
2: There were there were two that I forgot about that were in this week's top 25. I I'll, I'll tell you I'll tell you the ones that you're going to already know. Mm-hmm. The strong no, ones. Number 5 USC, mm-hmm. number 8 Washington, mm-hmm. number 10 Oregon, number 11 Utah. How about this? Number 14 Oregon State. Wow. Number 19 Colorado. These the other two teams mm-hmm. check in at number 21 and check in at number 22. Both of them play in a very very intense game this weekend. One of them, the team that's ranked 21st, faces Oregon State. Okay. The other team, ranked 22nd, faces Utah. It's Washington State. It is. That's ranked 21st, and UCLA. That's right, ranked 22nd. So you have those eight teams out of the Pac-12 that are ranked, and so once again, the Colorado you might get lost in the luster of of what they've done early on here, mm-hmm. but nonetheless, a Washington State team that's still left out of everything,
3: still searching for a conference or clinging to you the know Pac-12. Oregon State. Those two are clinging together. Yeah.
2: You have two teams that are remaining in the Pac-12 after this year, or what's left of it, mm-hmm. that are ranked 14th and 21st. Oregon State and Washington State. It's the
3: Just opposite. the irony. It's the opposite of the Big 12. Yeah. Because the Big 12, Texas and Oklahoma are ranked. Everyone else in the Big 12 is not ranked. Yeah, Texas comes in at number three. Uh, let's see,
2: where, who was the other one? Oklahoma. Oklahoma is ranked 16th, and other than that... There's no other Big Twelve team, and they added BYU, Mm -hmm. they added Cincinnati, and they added Houston and UCF and UCF. Thank you, Kansas State. They're reigning Big Twelve champion, just out of the top twenty-five. By the way, Kansas State plays UCF this week. I also believe Cincinnati plays Oklahoma. Oklahoma plays at Cincinnati this weekend. It's a really good college football weekend. It is. We'll have to dive into that a little bit more tomorrow. I'm looking forward to our weekend picks because it's going to be a good one. They're but, going to be ridiculous. I already know it. Um, it's a really good weekend of college football with a with a, a riveting 2:30 p.m. kickoff game wedged in between there between Louisiana Tech and Nebraska. But nonetheless, so you look which just once again the the irony and the the humor in this is that this conference that frankly, could not get a media rights deal to save their lives. No. They got offered one way back when the uh, commissioner of the Pac-12 conference, George Kliakoff, says, Nah, you know what? We're, we, we can get better. We're better than that. We're we, the Pac-12. We can get millions and millions more per school than what you're offering to us.
3: I
0: Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app.
3: at the time, you know, before all of this was happening, I understand it. I get it. You want to get more money for your for your schools. You want to yeah. get more money for your conference. You think that you're, you know, you can get more than that, which the Pac-12 should, should have gotten more than that. But at the same time, you have to realize how much the SEC, how much the Big Ten, whatever the ACC and the Big 12 are getting, and kind of, you know, median that out. And at the time... I don't know what the what the TV deals were looking like, but maybe it was a slap in the face to to the Pac-Twelve. Maybe, yeah. maybe it truly looked like the Pac-Twelve could have gotten more money for their media rights deals. So looking back on it, it looks ridiculous. Knowing what's been going on now and how they can't get a TV deal, ridiculous. But at the time, it probably made a lot of sense. And I don't really blame him. So
2: you know we always we always get wrapped up in ratings and how many people are watching your game and and things like that. Nebraska is obviously uh, was up there when it was Nebraska Colorado, right? Mm-hmm. But once again, so here here were the week three football ratings, and I want to obviously at the top we know that despite a nine p.m. Central Time, ten p.m. Eastern, eight p.m. Mountain Time, uh, or even you know what would it be seven p.m.
3: Pacific Pacific.
2: Yes, 7 p.m. Pacific time. Colorado State and Colorado were the most watched game. We know that, right? Obviously, you have the Colorado, but then you have all the stuff that happened prior to that week. Um, Do you think... Okay. Or, or that week leading up to it, this where it was not Jay to- Norvell pumping up his own team, yeah, but this- it got misconstrued to where he was
3: coming at Colorado. He kind of did. He went at Dion. Um This isn't to take anything away from either one of those teams or or from the coaches, but... Is it a little bit of a showmanship, not showmanship, but is it a little um, plugging yourselves, plugging the other team, plugging your matchup, trying to get more eyes? Because, look, Coach Prime's going to get it regardless. What Colorado's been doing and how they look is going to get eyes regardless. But Jay Norvell to call out Dion and say, Mm -hmm. you know, I take my shades and my hat off when I'm talking to adults and to talk about his team, pump up his team, do, do all of these things. Do you think there's a little bit in there where it's like, look, if we keep doing this, We'll get more people to watch. We'll bump I, these absolutely, numbers up. I mean, right? Nobody's nobody prior to,
2: and frankly, nobody if if they weren't playing Colorado. Nobody's talking about zero one Colorado State. No, Jay Norvell's not in the national news. You're not hearing about him on ESPN. You're not hearing about him on on Fox. There, there's none of that. But that's where I think it's more of number one, pumping your program. Number two. Highlighting and trying to get your guys motivated to go mm-hmm. even more so because they understand they're they're reading the tweets they're reading the they're reading the paper maybe not the paper but they're seeing yeah, the maybe. shows right they understand the the magnitude of this game and how much more uh it was highlighted and talked about once all the trash
3: talk throughout the week was was occurring they understand that nobody was giving them a chance no
2: no and that and that in a way motivates they you played really understandably well. so. Now, in that game, obviously, we know 9.3 million people watched that game. Outside of that, and this goes back to the whole George Kliakoff, Pac-12 media deal situation. It was not a very good weekend in college football last week. The Alabamas of the world were playing USFs. Um, Your best game from a ranking standpoint was probably Tennessee, Florida. Mm -hmm. Georgia was at a game or was in a game against South Carolina for a while. Um, but it was not a very good weekend in college football. Maybe Minnesota, North Carolina, but how, I mean it's not really a an attractive matchup. No. And so we you always
3: look at helmet games, and that's not yeah. A, although, and so LSU, Mississippi State, maybe
2: was one of them, but LSU, LSU doesn't look good. No. And so when you look, I guess, at the rest of the the rankings in terms of ratings for Week Three of college football, yeah, Colorado is going to be at the top. But since this is a Pac-12 discussion. The next Pac-12 game that was the highest watched was, I mean, as I'm scrolling down trying to find one, um, San Diego State and Oregon State that had 418,000 viewers. So you want to talk about Hmm. all these games in between. All of these games in between that featured, and I'll just rattle them off, SEC, 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 ACC, Big 10, Big 10, SEC. I mean, I could go through and count all of these, but you have Colorado all the way up at 9.3 million viewers. And then all the way down, the next most watched Pac-12 game from week three specifically was the San Diego State-Oregon State game, who had 418,000 viewers on FS1.
3: It's going to be crazy because I feel like those numbers for Colorado, Colorado State are going to be close to similar considering they're playing a much better opponent. Um this game is being pushed a lot, I think what is nine PM kickoff or something like that. Yeah. And the fact that Dan Lanning is already talking smack not about not about Dion or coach not about Coach Prime, but about the University of Colorado. Mm-hmm. You know, talking about how them leaving the Pac-12 for the Big Twelve does that really make a difference. Um, because they've never won a conference title They've never really done anything in the Pac-12, so he's like, it's you know, the the Pac-12 isn't losing anything with Colorado leaving. Yeah, but now you look at them and you you look at those numbers, nine million compared to the next most four hundred whatever. That's this is this is my point. As Huskers P
2: chimes in, and we really appreciate Huskers P comment on this. Thank you. A ten minute, absolutely no point having conversation on a trash conference. He says, "Thank you, Huskers P." But let me tell you the point. Big is ups. that in all of this, these are why teams are leaving conferences. This is why the Pac 12 conference was disbanded in a way. Mm-hmm. Was because it's it is possible when you bring in a guy like Dion and you bring the attention to him like Colorado State and Jay Norvell did, and you surround him with athletes, it's that, hey, you can get 9.3 million. But even Though Oregon State is ranked 14th in the country, Mm -hmm. there are unranked games featuring other conferences on bigger networks getting more eyeballs. Against... San Diego State's not a bad opponent. No. Nebraska and Northern Illinois got more attention last week than a top 15 matchup against a team in San Diego State who goes to bowl games. So that... Is a part That is the point, Huskers P. That is the point of this conversation, once again, is that this is why we are sitting here going, man, everybody's leaving the Pac-12, even though they have eight good teams, or eight teams worthy of a ranking right now in week three, based on specific schedule to team and other stuff going on, eight Pac-12 teams are ranked. And the two that are still stuck in that conference next year are two of the ranked teams as well. Mm-hmm. And so you want to talk just the humor, the irony of, man, these teams all
3: left, but now here we are talking about them all it's, and what the future looks like. It's kind of ironic that all the teams agree to leave or all the teams are leaving and then the conference looks like it's on very, well, obviously not solid footing, but looks like a very solid conference in terms of, in terms of football. How the team, in terms of football and how the teams are looking. It's it's kind of ironic, kind of sad. Um, you get Dion in for a season in the Pac-Twelve, mm-hmm. and you see what he can do. You see what he's going to take to the Big Twelve, who already, you know, as of right now isn't looking that strong, but with the addition of Colorado and and maybe these other teams will step up their game. But the Big 12 is going to be in uh, pretty good hands TV viewing, TV Mm -hmm. ratings-wise, once Colorado joins with Coach Prime.
2: Once again, 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline and uh, the starter Heyman text line are both open for you guys. And Big Bird makes a good point. And this is kind of where we started at, is how much George Kliakoff fumbled the TV deal. And Big Bird says that on the text line as well. Because... If, if I'm George Kliakoff, who says,
3: hey, we're going to try to continue to fight for this conference, mm-hmm. well, it's probably a little too late, unfortunately. Like I said, at the time, it probably made sense. But as things start to unravel, it looks, mm-hmm. you know, dumber and dumber as the days go by, unfortunately. We do have to get four breaks in. in yes, this session, let's go way. ahead. Thank you for reminding me. Let's go ahead and get to break. When we
2: come back. We'll dive into the NFL a little bit because Minka Fitzpatrick uh, had some quotes regarding his hit on Nick Chubb, and I want to get Rico's thoughts. I want to get your guys' thoughts as well. Four six four five six eight five. Feel free to give us a call, text us in. Um, was Minka Fitzpatrick hit on Nick Chubb dirty? Now I want to. I want to. I want to. Obviously, understand the rules of the NFL. Hits on defenseless player. Nick Chubb necessarily wasn't labeled as a defenseless player. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's there's rules and stipulations on when a, when forward progress is stopped, where can you hit, um, how should a defender hit a player. But also, when you're going a million miles an hour and the game is moving, how much should we really blame these guys for for going low or hitting a little higher than right at the torso? So things like that. Let's talk about that um, as Nick Cheb's season is, uh, is all finished. But Minka Fitzpatrick will play on Sunday for the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll talk about that and a little Huskers coming up down the road. Uh, feel free to to come in and hang out. Mill, we're going to count the steps. 27 yep. and a half on the way out of here. Uh, you're listening to The Happy Hour, 93.7 The Ticket.
1: Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of The Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.